0: I'm Ava Hartling. Welcome to The Brennis Female Podcast. Every week, I speak with women changemakers and founders who are redefining the rules of female leadership. This season of our podcast is brought to you by TD Women in Enterprise. TD helps women in business achieve success and growth through their educational workshops, financing, and mentorship. Visit thebrenniesfemalecom slash podcast and follow the link to find out how TD can help. This week on the podcast, we talk about the impact negative self-image can have on our lives, especially where children and young women are concerned. My guest is Marco Denome who has practiced criminal law for over 20 years. During her time in court facing tragic situations, she's witnessed firsthand the devastating effects of poor choices made by young people with low self-esteem. As a mother of two girls, Margot was struck by the unrealistic and distorted images of beauty perpetuated by social media, which has inspired her to write children's stories that bolster confidence by teaching children to be strong, kind, inclusive, and unique. Margot now brings this content directly to schools Community groups across Canada and the US. Here is our conversation. I hope you find it inspiring and are yourself motivated to be a strong role model for youth and especially young women around you. Margot, it's a pleasure welcoming you on the Brennness Female today. Thank you so much for making time to speak with me.
1: I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for the invite.
0: And I, if you listen to any of the of the episodes, you know that I like to start these conversations by asking guests to uh, go back uh, in time a little bit and remember when you were growing up, what did you think you'd be doing as a career later in life? And was it something that was in any way connected to what you're actually doing or were you envisioning something completely different for yourself?
1: Well, it's funny you asked that because I have always had a passion for criminal law. So growing up, Um, When I would have days off from school, I would take a city bus downtown to the courthouse and I'd go and watch criminal trials. And through that, I came to know a judge who ended up would provide me with transcripts of murder trials. And I would go home and read them ferociously and then I'd go back and ask him questions. So I truly had a passion for criminal law since I was about 10 years old. So how old were you when you were taking the bus to go down
0: to the courthouse?
1: Oh, I I well that would that started when I was in high school. Wow, still that's pretty impressive. So on my PA days, that's when I would really found it exciting. I, I wondered why people went to movies when you could <laughs> actually go to a criminal trial and see everything unfold in front of you and never know what was gonna happen. So it
0: was very That's really interesting. So tell me about, um, you know, your study. So it was a pretty clear choice in your case or so it seems. So um, did you study you studied in that field right away, I assume? And then it was kind of a, a, a clear path to uh, to a, a career in law
1: and justice. I did. I I took my undergrad at Carleton University, where they provide an undergraduate degree in law, and I specialized in criminology. And from there, I went to law school. And having graduated law school, uh, it was a clear vocation at that point. There was no uh, question as to which area of law I was going to practice. And when I graduated, I worked with a criminal lawyer briefly in defense and, and then moved on to the Crown Attorney's Office. So it's been wonderful.
0: And at that time, and I'm even thinking of the days during high school where you'd be spending time in a courthouse, um, did you have a lot of role models, women role models specifically in, in the industry? I think in, in criminal law, we, you know, we, we picture this being more of a, a, a you know, traditionally uh, kind of male dominant uh, industry, but um, were, were there women role models that stood out for you?
1: Oh, absolutely. Uh, in, in many ways, there was, I mean, we, we just have to look at, I know it's American, but Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Now there is someone who has fought for gender equality since the early days. I mean, she is so small, but so mighty and so passionate. And she, her conviction for criminal law and justice was truly inspiring for sure. Um, And there were also many others in in the profession that were always eager to assist in in anything that I needed. So there were a lot of uh, females that embraced criminal law as well. And was your
0: choice of a career something that your family welcomed? Was was your family in a a similar profession at all? Or was it a a surprise for for your parents when you were growing up?
1: I think my father's reaction when I told him that I wanted to go into criminal law was that I would never run out of business. <laughs> so, <laughs> he has um, a good point. <laughs> yeah, there was nobody, there was nobody in, in law or criminal law. It was just something that, uh, you know, watching all of those trials of Rosie O'Neill and L.A. Law and all of those shows I just watched growing up and I always found it fascinating. So it's been a great career.
0: Wonderful, and it's it's always very impressive to see a woman, um, you know, reach reach those higher echelons in, in, in a criminal legal uh, uh, profession. But I also want to talk about your second career as an author, um, and I'm curious to know where and when the idea came to you to start writing books and to start writing children's books specifically.
1: Well, what had happened was... I mean, just being involved in the criminal justice system over the years, um, I would see firsthand the results of low self-esteem, and and a lot of children just struggling with direction and and really uh, just just the impact of the choices that they're making, poor choices in, in some situations that they're making, and the consequences that result. And so that was one of the reasons, but I think first and foremost, when I was raising my daughters, I just really realized how inundated they were with Photoshopped images of models, and movie stars. And here we have a generation of, I'll say children, but it's really people that are comparing themselves to people that don't exist. And I found that really troubling because I thought, How can we reinforce with children that it's really true beauty really comes from within? So that's what kind of took me down the path. My daughters were eight and 10. And I thought, wouldn't it be nice to have a book or a vehicle that could facilitate a conversation at the end of the day about who they are on the inside versus what you know, they're seeing by social media and what the general media is dictating is the definition of beauty on the outside. So that led me down the path. So I started to create a story that I wanted to tell. And at the time, my daughters were taking art lessons. So I Mm -hmm. started to, to incorporate their drawings in the story that I wanted to tell. So it's been quite a journey and one that was completely unexpected.
0: I was going to say it's, it's not an obvious match, you know, from uh, a <laughs> crown prosecutor to children's book author and how did you take the steps of you know did you contact a publisher um how was the idea welcome I think we're seeing more children's books today that focus on stories about women and uh, educating younger girls especially or you know with issues around uh, self-worth and and image and and all of that but um how you know how was the idea perceived when you started uh, doing some Outreach to get published?
1: Well, it it was quite something because I knew knew the way I wanted my book to look and I knew how I wanted to present it. What I didn't know was how it was going to get out into the public. So once I'd published it myself, uh, my first presentation was at a private school father-daughter dinner to 250 people, which was wonderful because it really made me turn inward and, and realize why I'd created the book that I did. The book is called Mommy, Am I Pretty? And it's all about a little girl who goes to school. And her best friend asks her if she's pretty. And on the walk home, she asks her mother. And she realizes that she didn't really know what pretty meant because she thought it was all about the way she looked. And the mother takes the time to say, did you share today? Were you kind? Have you have you worked on developing a passion Did you choose positive thoughts instead of negative thoughts? So many of the factors that have proven to bolster self-esteem. So since that talk at the private school um, in 2013, I've been to over 150 schools in both Canada and the U.S. And speaking to girls specifically about self-esteem about the Mm. importance of creating ourselves from the inside out. And I think it really, really is, and it's just been an incredibly rewarding journey.
0: Mm, Yeah, I can see that. What do you think made a difference in your life, you know, growing up as a little girl, as a young woman, and you chose a career where, you know, it it takes a lot of self self-assurance and and confidence and um is it was it something you think in your education that made you feel that way and how, you know, what what kind of gap are you are you seeing that we need to bridge today? You mentioned uh, seeing cases in criminal court, but also uh, just the, the way your your little girls are growing up today.
1: I honestly I think it's uh, I think it's a combination of many factors that have happened in my life, particularly. I I played a lot of baseball competitively. Mm-hmm. I I really believe that some athletic and and some team sports really help to create the people that we are. I think I have had my fair share of failures and and you know having to pick myself up, dust myself off and look at how I approach plan B because clearly plan A wasn't for me. And I think That is very much the way we develop our character and the way we develop our resilience as adults. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really, really important to impart that skill or quality or experience to children that we Mm -hmm. all fail, that we all make mistakes. And the most important part of that whole thing is what we learn from the mistakes and how we how we do have to you know maybe we are in a bad way for a couple of days but at the end of the day you pick yourself up you dust yourself off and you find out what else is out there for you I mean on Mm. that note (laughs) and um when I did go see a publisher and I had my prototype of my book And I had the artwork and I was super passionate and super excited. As you can imagine, it was almost 10 years ago now. And at the very outset of talking to girls about self-esteem, and I just knew that this was so important. And I said to the publisher, um, yeah, so it's, it's teach children that true beauty comes from within by being kind and thoughtful and developing passion. And he looked through my prototype and he said, yeah, this is the craziest thing I've ever seen.
0: And I oh, said, no. oh,
1: okay. So I said, well, what would you do? And he said, well, first of all, I'd get you a proper illustrator. And I thought you've completely missed the charm of the book is that a mother and daughter have done this together. Absolutely. And so my next stop after the publisher was to approach the Dove Self-Esteem Fund Mm. the the real beauty campaign who had no hesitation whatsoever uh endorsing mummy am i pretty on their canadian facebook page and called it a must read so once again had i accepted that publisher's opinion of what he felt about the book i would have never pursued this journey so i tell Mm -hmm. children that story because i think it's really important Right? Because, you know, we often have the imposter syndrome. Who am I, a criminal lawyer, to write a children's book? And if we take that route and if we think of that, then we'll never try anything. Right?
0: Mm, mm -hmm, Of course. Yeah. No, I speak to women entrepreneurs on a weekly basis on this show, and everyone's story starts with, you know, all those times they were, they had a a door shut in their face or they were told no. But you know, the secret is really, as you said, dusting ourselves, getting up again and, and starting and, and believing in what we're trying to accomplish. This season of The Brand is Female is made possible with the support of TD Women & Enterprise, and they're about confidently building you. As a woman entrepreneur myself, I know I need all the support I can get. It takes sound advice plus guidance to the right connections, tools, and resources. What's great about TD Services for Women in Business is their collaborative approach. TD can facilitate and connect you to workshops, coaching, and mentorship, and they engage other like-minded business leaders in an authentic way so we can share experiences and learn from each other. TD Women and Enterprise has banking specialists who are able to be proactive in the advice and guidance they give to women in business. You've mentioned, obviously, the impact of social media. Um, you know, you grew up at a time when when you were younger and social media wasn't a thing yet, and I had that luxury as well. Uh, I think it's extremely difficult. It's a it's that extra layer of pressure now for young girls and young women. So, how do you approach that with your girls and in the conversations you have with you know with children uh, when you're when you're doing these talks? Um, what do you think is a good way? Because I think there is a positive side to social media it's a a way we communicate and we create community today but we know it's got a dark side so in your eyes what is the balance in you know using social media for a positive but managing its counter effects
1: so when I um, go to the schools I call it my celebrate you tour and because that's what we do we celebrate our unique qualities and Mm -hmm. the first thing I do is I have pictures that I educate the children with movie stars that they're going to be familiar with. And there's mm-hmm. many movie stars that if you go go on uh, and uh, just Google Photoshop movie stars, you're going to see them. So, you know, people like Harry Styles and Miley Cyrus, and there, there's a number of them. And I just show them that often it can be subtle, Photoshop, mm-hmm. But it's there. Not everybody has great white teeth and perfect (laughs) hair. And, you know, and and so I tell them that it, it, it tends to make us feel bad because, you know, if I'm running home from work and I stop at a grocery store and I look at the front of a magazine and I see an actress that I know is my age. And, you know, where are her dark circles under her eyes? And why is her hair perfect? And everything's just so put together. And so I think education for children goes a long way. And I think Mm -hmm. now because they are being so inundated so much earlier, right? You know, some of these kids, they're having tablets in their hand when they're three, four, and five. So a lot of the lessons that we used to be able to wait until they're seven, eight, nine, we have to to teach them much earlier because they're being exposed that much earlier. They're Mm -hmm. being exposed that much earlier without the tools to digest what they're seeing. That's, Mm -hmm. I think, Mm -hmm. one of the biggest problems. And I think that's one of the biggest impacts that we're facing right now towards the anxiety and depression that children are feeling. It's because we continue to put a lot of impact into their lives, social media or otherwise, without giving them the tools to manage it.
0: Mm, Yeah, absolutely. I want to ask about your definition of leadership. Um, You are a leader in a sense, you know, in in your career with with an illegal community, with your colleagues, when you're standing in a courtroom, uh, you have taken on a leadership role as an author, and uh, through the the advocacy work you're doing uh, for for young girls' self esteem. So, what does leadership mean to you?
1: Leadership, I think, is. I mean, there's so many components to leadership. I think, uh, in that you can. I think that a good leader leads by example, a good leader Mm. is someone that people look up to because you're kind and you have a platform where you can be um, welcoming to others to make people feel comfortable. I mean, I just look at people in, in my life who's, who've been a good leader and they're, they're all approachable. They're, um, kindness just continues to keep uh, coming to my mind and, and just the mm. ability to, to show people by example, what being mm. a good person is, or how the road to take. It's so important.
0: I'm wondering what kind of feedback you get from parents, because you get to speak to kids in schools and, you know, you, you have that exchange with them, um, are parents kind of recognizing that there is something lacking? I mean, it's, it's, you know, is it something that should be taught in schools? Is it something that really happens uh, in, you know, at home with the, with the family? It's probably both, but what are you hearing from parents? And they're probably seeing what you're, uh, what you've put together in terms of of books and content as a, a big help, I would assume.
1: I, um, parents are very, very receptive to what I'm doing. In fact, they, they, get very effusive because once I explain to them what I'm doing, they go, this is so necessary. That's usually the first reaction. And I think I think everybody, especially now, even since the, uh, when I first published, um, now more than ever with COVID, I think parents are struggling to find mm-hmm. tools, to find tools to just facilitate a dialogue to help our kids to to help them look inside versus you know continuously flipping on their social media feed to see you know these influencers and they've got it all going on everybody seems like they have it all going on you know so mm-hmm. i think covid has created a big pause for all of us we've been able to have a time to reset and Mommy Am I Pretty and my recent book, Awesome Inside and Out, they both facilitate a conversation about back to basic values. And I think in so many ways, it's just so important because we can't continue to go down the road as fast as we were prior to COVID. I think it's really been a time for everyone to reset. So... Mm. Um, to answer your question, it's been very, very positive, and as especially as I continue to roll out my Celebrate You workshops, got a lot of interest in, you know, sharing those and broadening the audience, expanding the audience, mm-hmm. I should say.
0: So I also mm-hmm. want to ask, and I'll, I'll make reference to you know your your career, your experience uh, as a as a high powered uh, att- attorney and, and crown prosecutor. Were there times where you felt like your authority was being challenged because you're a woman? And, you know, did that, and maybe it was earlier in your career, did that at any point make you believe that maybe you weren't, you know, as good or had to work harder than than male colleagues, for example? And how did you deal with uh, situations like that?
1: Um, You know, I guess the way I've never really felt that, uh, because I think um, my parents were very involved in that part of my life growing up. Mm -hmm and really emphasize the fact that you can do and be and dream to be anyone that you want to do. And so it was never um, a gender uh, issue. So it was never even a thought about that I couldn't do something because of Mm. that. It was Mm. full full steam ahead. Yeah. So it it goes
0: to show that 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 a brain that education makes a, a true difference.
1: Yes. Uh, well, yeah, and and just not even having that on your radar, which is probably one of, by one of my daughters in engineering right now because I've never placed that on you on the radar, which is as you know quite male dominated.
0: mm that's that's yeah. a, a great way of looking at it. And in times where you felt adversity of any sort, or you know you were que- questioning kind of your your you know your your self value, um, how how do you get out of a situation like that, or what are ways that? You are able to using your expression, pick yourself up, and you know d- dust off what whatever is happening, and um, and what are ways that you kind of maintain um, that self confidence, that grounding, that balance on a daily basis.
1: I would have to attribute that um, very much to a, another mentor, um, Louise Hay, who is the founder of Hay House, who was a a pioneer to to self-help and motivational speaking. And, you know, I find listening to her logic, her her balanced approach to life, really grounding for me. Uh, She, coupled with Wayne Dyer, Michael Singer, there's so many wonderful, inspirational speakers that, put my AirPods in, go for a mm-hmm. walk, a power walk, and just really regroup and, and re-center myself, right? Because we mm-hmm. all have bad days. We all have times where, you know, we're questioning whatever it might be. And I think it's important to know where you need to go to get regrounded grounded and center yourself. And, and those are some of the people that uh, that definitely helped me stay on the uh, on, on the spiritual and, and centered path.
0: Mm, wonderful, Glad to hear that. What's something you wish
1: every little girl would know? That the sky is the limit and that we are all given gifts. and it is how you choose to use your gifts. Um, that's important and that you are not always going to succeed first time in whatever route you choose. But the important thing is, is that you learn from your experiences and you gather those experiences and education from it and keep persevering because I think that each and every one of us have strengths. And what I have also found is being in a position to serve truly fills your soul. So if you can find something that feeds your passion, that you get really excited about, do it and believe in yourself. Always. Mm.
0: Mm-hmm. Love that, good advice. And then my favorite question to ask guests on the show: What's and it might overlap with what you've just answered to my last question, but what's one thing you wish women would do more of, and one thing you wish women would do less
1: of? Um, more of, I would say. Um, again, yes, believing in ourselves and and mm-hmm. and putting aside the imposter syndrome where we mm-hmm. think that. Well, like me, you know, I'm a a criminal lawyer. I'm not a children's author. You know, that did go through my mind, but I kept going, but there's a need for this message. I know there's a need for the message. So the passion won out versus telling myself what I could and couldn't do. Mm -hmm. So I wish we would do more of believing in ourselves, jumping in both feet, sharing our gifts, and less second guessing about who we are, and why it shouldn't be us. We have to Mm -hmm. start thinking, well, why shouldn't it be me? There's tremendous opportunities out there. Um, Everybody has something to share. And I just would really encourage people to share it because I can tell you that if I let the little voice inside my head say, oh, you can't do that, there's no way you can do that, then I would never have been on this tremendous journey that I've been on. And it has been just unbelievable, the opportunities, the doors that have opened. I've been on CBC, CTV, Global News. So it it has been such an experience. And that's just an aside from all of the little people that I've Mm -hmm. met along the way who have Mm -hmm. thanked me for writing the book. I mean, a little girl has said to me, I just want to thank you for writing the book because I've never thought that I was pretty. But now that you've taken the time to explain to me what pretty means, I think I might be. And I just want to give you a hug. So when when you have reactions like that, when you have a moment where you know that you have really resonated and change the way a little girl or a little boy, because I speak to boys too, think about themselves, that's pretty impactful. And, and hmm. that is one thing that will make me continue on this journey until uh, forever, <laughs> because it really, really is important. And I honestly see our children struggling these days, and I think now more than ever, we need to provide them with the tools to help them because they are our future. And I think mm-hmm. it, COVID's been very difficult on the children. So mm-hmm. whatever I can do moving forward to to help them and to to be that voice in their ear that might offer one, you know, morsel of uh, good good advice to them, then I'm more than happy to continue on the road.
0: That's wonderful, and congratulations on touching the lives of you know of so many children. I think it's so important to start early because it affects our entire lives afterwards, and it makes a world of difference when we have the right foundation. I've
1: been really fortunate in the last six months to have um, co- collaborated with a social-emotional learning app. Um, they're out oh. of New Hampshire, but it is called Kokori App. And it is going to be, well, it's spreading into all of the schools now. So they have featured both of my books and a lot of the lessons in the books, which has been amazing because I love the fact that I don't have to be there, but they can still have the important messages in the Mm -hmm. books, which has been fantastic. It's a a very excellent um, application for social emotional learning.
0: That sounds great. So we'll link to the app. We'll link to your books as well for any of our listeners who are interested. Um, and again, congratulations on, you know, the impact you're having in uh, in children's lives and, and and their parents, too. And, and thank you for uh, contributing to Empowering Young Women. Uh, it was wonderful hearing about your journey. Thank you so much. And uh, I appreciate making time today.
1: Thank you so much. I really appreciate being here. Have a great day.
0: I really hope you enjoyed today's conversation. And if you did, as always, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and give us a review wherever that is possible. Thank you to TD Women and Enterprise for their support of The Brand is Female. You've got it in you to succeed. Let TD help guide you. Visit thebrandisfemale.com podcast and click on the TD logo. Thank you so much for listening to a podcast by The Brand is Female. I'm Ava Hartling and this episode was produced by our team. Sound Engineering by Isabel Morris. Research and production support Claire Miglionico.